Hi everyone. Today's video has three points and you're going to want to stick around because the third point is a secret to the absolute number one reason you need to get your books published globally using global distribution. So today's topic is three self-publishing know-hows to get your book self-published and distributed worldwide. By the end of this video, you're going to have the knowledge necessary to understand the importance of global distribution when it comes to your self-published books. You're going to know exactly the steps that are necessary in order to go about getting your books into global distribution or expanded distribution. And you're going to feel great knowing that you're not leaving money on the table when it comes getting to getting your books to, into the hands of your ideal readers all over the planet. So this is Chris Baird from selfpublishingmadeeasynow.com where self-publishing doesn't have to be so hard. Hit the subscribe button if you'd like for me to make more videos like this one and check out below in the description and grab a copy of my absolutely free self-publishing checklist to make sure that you are not skipping any of the steps necessary to self-publish and get your book selling. So check out the secret checklist below in the description. So let's get started. <clears throat> from my own story, when I put my very first book on the market, I did it through Amazon Kindle Direct Publishing, which was KDP, and I did it through CreateSpace, which now is KDP print which is Amazon's uh, company where they used to be that there was it was underneath them but now they've sort of pulled it over so there's no longer a create space when doing the print versions the thing that was interesting was is that I set the distribution to expanded distribution on those sites because I was thinking why would I want to hold it to one region but my initial thought was that well <clears throat> only regions that speak English like Australia or maybe the UK or the United States or Canada would be interested in reading books that actually would be written in English. Why should I even waste my time on the rest of the world since perhaps they don't speak as much English? Well, that was a huge misunderstanding. So when it came to marking off the boxes, I did say, okay, I'll mark expanded distribution for my books, even though maybe it won't really make that much of a difference. Well, the thing that was interesting was I suddenly started seeing sales coming in from countries all over the world including places like Japan or Germany or a lot of other places where you would think, well, maybe they only really want to read books in Japanese or in German. And that was a bit of a shock. I even remember to the point that living here in Norway, I could see sales from Norwegian uh, distributors coming through because my books were available on all of these distribution channels. Amazon has a very large network. So it was amazing to see my books actually making sales globally. And having the book in English, it means that a quarter of the world's population can read it. And some people do limit themselves to the language of the country that they live in, but that's not a very strategic choice, especially since we're talking about if you have more writers on a particular topic uh, as opposed to uh, you know, if it's a single language, say Norwegian with only 5 million uh, Norwegian speakers worldwide. Well, if you're looking for a book in Norwegian that covers puppy care, you're probably going to have a lot more limited selection as opposed to if you went for one of the more international bestsellers on puppy training. And then <clears throat> when you come into it, it's going to show you exactly what you need to do. And it's been tested by a lot more people. So the quantity and quality of the books available in English are going to be greater for the most part. It's nothing personal it's just if it was if it were a different language well then maybe that would be the language that would be strategic and so 
I discovered that the countries people live in did not impact that much that they were buying my books in English. Now, clearly, people who don't speak English, they would not be purchasing my books. But the thing that's fascinating is I now can go and look and see in libraries all over the world, world people are able to check out books that I've written. Not only do they get in their hands in those countries, when they're finished reading it, they donate it to the library. And the thing is now is that most money still does come through the UK and US like I anticipated. However, I still see a good chunk of sales coming through other countries than English-speaking countries. And so you'll see just little dots all over the map of where exactly these sales are being made. And that is very exciting when it comes to seeing the, the what happens on Amazon. So three self-publishing know-hows to get your book self-published and distributed worldwide. Well, the first thing I wanted to say is just use Amazon and their distribution system to get started. They have a massive global distribution. Make sure when you're doing it, you check off expanded distribution. Now, I would say there are other services that I also use, <clears throat> like Lulu and Ingram Spark, because some of their networks are not overlapping with Amazon. They have extended networks where they're pushing the books through additional locations. And the same would be going would be true for <clears throat> Smashwords. Drafted Digital, I think Published Drive is the other one, where they have other networks taking your ebooks and pushing them through even more distribution channels than Amazon itself. I also use Ingram Spark. They'll take the EPUB files right on in and pushing them through their channels. So we're, you'll see a pattern here is that we're trying to reach as many people as possible in the format they want in whichever store they happen to be in. And the same goes with the ads. And then we're going to be hitting them with ads all over these different stores. So that's our first big tip. The second one is, if possible, write your book in English. Like we commented, a quarter of the population on Earth speaks English. And so you do not want to miss this market. But you clearly could also target Target other markets as well if you want. So you're not limited to just doing it in English. But for example, if your book is already in English, consider putting your book in Spanish because there are so many Spanish markets of people who are willing and eager to buy your book. You need to figure out which language works for you because many people around the world do not speak. Three quarters, I think it was, don't speak English at all. And so they're going to be looking for a book that will meet their needs in their language. And this is an important point, which is we need to have our books available for purchase wherever they find, wherever our customers and our ideal prospects find themselves so that they're able to reach out and grab a copy of our book in and get it in the format, in the language that they wish to have. I don't believe that you should get the book translated into a thousand languages and definitely don't have Google Translate do it. Some people tried to do this and got their accounts banned on Amazon for trying some easy shortcut to the translation method when it comes to their accounts. And by the way, just a quick one, some people tried to do audiobooks by using audio recording equipment. I think there were some people on Fiverr selling gigs to do that. And that is illegal because they don't have the rights, like using Siri's voice or Alexa to do the reading and then selling that as a book. <clears throat> because they do not own the rights to the voices. It seems like if you get it produced, you should own everything, but you really do not. So listen to me closely. You do not want to have to pay or lose your entire account as a result of crossing one of these lines when it comes to Amazon. And our third and secret answer of the day is that people all over the planet are joining the internet daily. They're getting their cell phones that they never had previously. And those cell phones are smartphones where they're not only able to do local transactions 
transactions and using these phones as part of their infrastructure, they're also able to install the Kindle app where they can read and other e-reader apps <coughs> where they can read more from those books on their phone. So they're able, they don't need to get paper books that would cost perhaps too much for some regions, but for a $2.99 book that's on Kindle where they can get it on their phone and then open this book up right on their phone and read. I personally prefer that format. Now, I would say though that my paperback sales outsell in terms of money my Kindle books. I think it's usually two to one, twice as many sales of money-wise is being made on my paperback books. But the Kindle books bring in, they haul in a decent amount of money as well. So we do not want to underestimate their ability to deliver to us the sales that we need and want. And the other thing to remember is the people around the world are not so different than you and I are when it comes to reading books. They have the same needs, the same desires, the same hobbies and interests. They like to read fiction. They like to read nonfiction. So there's really not that much of a difference. It's just, can we get it maybe in a language that they would like, in a format that they would like, and in the region that they are at? So those books are being marketed to them. So it makes it so easy for them to make the purchase when they're ready for it. And this is a huge mistake that so many new self-publishers get into, which is underestimating the power of a massive distribution, global distribution network, and thinking that you know where your audience is. And I'm telling you, you most definitely do not know. You can ask many musicians. Here in Norway, there's a band, the AHA, that from an American standpoint was a one-hit wonder, for example, right? But then when we, what happened was is that this band continued to produce album after album and are still very popular both in Norway and Japan of all places. So I, I personally love their music, but I was, I also was under the impression they'd only produced one song that was popular, Take On Me, back in 1984-85 range. But the fact is, no, they kept on producing album after album, high quality music. And which region would they be popular in? Would they be popular in just Norway since they're Norwegians? Or is it just the United States since they're singing in English? No, they're popular in Japan and not in America. And so the point being is that you don't know if your books are going to resonate with a specific crowd and that you're losing money. Or as it's commonly stated, you're leaving money on the table. That is where... And it's really bad for multiple levels. One is you, if you get the money, it motivates you to write more books and produce higher quality books. And number two, those people would have gotten value out of what you have written, assuming we're talking about good, high quality books, right? As I say, three to five star books then you're depriving them of the value they would have gotten and been satisfied with the books that you're producing, but now they're simply not going to be able to do that. And that would leave them very disappointed. Uh, or maybe they never got the book in the first place. You see the problem with this? But my question for you is, are you getting international sales for your books? Go and let me know below in the comments and check up above me here for more video answers to your self-publishing questions. Thanks.